and I'm here on Game Changers with Vicki. With me, with Vicki Adelson. Hi out there in Facebook land. I don't know if we're on. We're going to see, Christina, are we on? We're on. Did Amy start you soon? Did, did you get her I Amy think we, I think we should do it again. We should do it again. <laughs> Say who you are. No, because it wasn't live yet. She has to give you the thing. Because oh. it's Facebook. Okay. But it's Amy Aquino. Okay. She can do what she wants. No, she can do whatever she wants. We're already and so live. so you want me to say, okay. No, because we're here. We're, we're on. We're, we're talking with the people. This is what happens when Hi, you go people. live. There they are. So we're looking at the shot now, which isn't, which is frozen. So we can't tell what's happening with the shot. So we're, we're going to set the shot up nice for you so that when you see us, we look yes. all lovely and beautiful. And it's, it's, it's just buffering because it's trying to annoy the crap. And Jackson, Amy, I think you're going to have to have Jackson come in. I don't think there's any getting away from Jackson. Hi, Jackson. Mm -hmm. All right. So Amy's gone now. I do have a guest tonight. Here she is. <laughs> well, I'm still there. See, no, it's okay. But you know, so the shot is pretty good. But I don't like when I'm looking down at the thing. So I'm gonna look at you. And um, hi, Amy. Thanks hi. for doing this. It's my pleasure. So I was I was saying on the promo that I when I saw Amy recently I I like jumped her because I spent literally I did not get out of my I I'd been hearing about Bosch for forever mm -hmm. and you know how it is when you're binging a sh you're binging shows and you pick you pick and you choose and so I finally got to Bosch and I watched two episodes and then I didn't get out. Then of you bed. were done. Then I, no, then I did not get out of bed. So four oh seasons. So no, I watched three seasons. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and then, just when I finished the third season, the fourth season dropped, and I was oh, like, Oh God, no what? sleep. For I you. Mean, so this was just the best. And so in this man's world, we're going to talk about Bosch a lot. We're going to go back first, right, but but in this man's world, you are the so well. Bosch's wife, I guess, was in his daughter. Yeah, there, there was. There she, yeah, I don't her. want to say that. Okay. Yeah, but but you're still there. Yep. I. But but not only are you, uh, but you're but you really are the woman in the man's world because you are in that world and you're the only woman in that world. Yep. Of the of well, the I'm the only. I'm, yeah, I'm the only woman who's in uh, actually in law enforcement on a regular basis. That I where I come back every every season. Um, it's uh, we have a I have a my neighbor's dog is is visiting and and Jackson's having a very wild he's really trying to get at all the things he loves I may have to kick him out but no we're 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 fine okay um, um hi Michael <laughs> um, uh, so um, I'm look so yeah um so that is is the light switch bothering you Michael Murata is a designer he's a, he's an actor director and he's also a designer Michael is the light switch tell me if the light switch in the on, up to the side of Amy is driving you crazy because then I'll have Christina adjust the shot so so you're the only woman in law enforcement there yeah we've Jackson's had, we've had you know well we've had other women in law enforcement but they are they've been um bad guys they've been dirty cops um and then we've had some pop in and out but I'm the only one who's been consistently yes through the season, uh, through through all four all seasons. The seasons, right? Yep. And what's yep. also fabulous about your character—I don't know if you're having influence in this or they just allow it—but you're not a bitch. You know, it's very oh, unusual for a woman to be in a position of authority on TV. You're not a bitch. You're not controlling. Yeah. You're not inept. You are. All, you are all these wonderful things. It's what. It's the reason I wanted, frankly, to do the show because you knew that going in. Yeah, because I've I've done a whole lot of those characters, and I and I said at the time when I auditioned. I mean, I've done a lot of those who are like, God damn it, Bush. 
you're gonna be you're gonna be sorry. Don't you dare. And I I just didn't need to do that again. I'm not um you know, I'm I just procedurals are not necessarily and and murder drums are not necessarily my favorite item. I just don't like to deal with murder. And God bless the people who do. Um uh oh, um, uh -oh. Very, very I, I, vicious yes, there you dog go, the vicious dog. Um yeah. But uh but I, what I loved about this, yeah. A, that Eric Overmeyer was writing it, mm -hmm. and so well, I knew he would be he very done? careful. He was a, he was a Broadway playwright actually, um, and he's had a lot of big things. And then he, then he was on a Homicide, he was on Wire, and he's oh, wow. done really, really fun Dom, things. Dom Lombardozzi, I can't say his name, but he's from the Wire. He's fabulous. Oh yeah, and we've got two, and well, actually, Jamie Hector and and Lance Reddick uh -huh. on our show. They're mm -hmm. both from the Wire. So. Um, and it's Michael Connolly, mm -hmm. and and what he's written, he, he doesn't write these stock characters. He writes all very complicated characters. And I love and, that about it. Yeah, and, and, and all the characters are yeah very, very complicated, mm -hmm. flawed. They each but other monsters. So, 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 so flawed. I mean, he really is. In he gets away with things <laughs> that no detective would ever yeah. get away. With. Yes, although he's gotten busted. Um, uh, yeah, every now and again, he, he but he always seems. But show. he gets in trouble, but he always gets through. He does. But get what's through. the key thing that that makes the difference for this character and my yeah. relationship with Bosch is that we're friends, that we came right. up through the system together, that our you know we were there when each other, his daughters were born. And and, and I and I love that too, and I love the fact that the daughter has this relationship with you, and I also love love that that he respects you. Yeah. And that's also something we don't see very much. Right. So right. It, as much as he wants to and I, I I understand him. I know that in his heart he's going to do the right thing even mm -hmm. though if he does it in the wrong way. So I can trust him on that and he also knows that he can't go so far that he's going to completely ruin my life or my career. Right. Because we're friends. So that made all the difference in the world. Yeah. Because I'm not just his boss. If I were just his boss, then I would be just... If I was just his boss and I wasn't his friend, he would just be infuriating to me and I would, you know, right. run him out of there. But <laughs> um, but he's not. He's my friend. Come up together. I went into the administrative end and he stuck with um, with being a detective because that's what he wanted to... That's where his passion is and that, that's all that drives him. And for anybody, if there's anybody out there that hasn't binged Bosch yet, I just cannot recommend it highly oh, enough. And, and this last season, it killed me. I yeah. Mean, I, I gotta I, say, I, and I, it I was heard, devastating. I heard from people, I heard from so many people yeah. that when they got to that key moment yeah. with his wife, yeah. which I won't <laughs> talk about, I mean, wow. It, I, it, it, was, were it was shocking, shocking. And, and it was it was devastating. It was personal. I took it personally. Yeah. It was it was. And, and it just kind of, it, it, yeah. it comes out of nowhere. I mean, I, it, it's not a, a spoiler alert if you say it in, in a way because mm -hmm. it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. No matter what, even if you're expecting it, yeah. you're not expecting it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not going to happen. It's, yeah. and, she, it's, and she's a friend. Mm -hmm. uh, Sarah's just, I've known her for a long time and, and uh, she's a fabulous actress. And, you know, we get great people. I, this season Fantastic. has been wonderful. My friend Chris Browning is joining you guys yeah, this no, season. Loveliest he's guy. He's such a doll and I'm, he's... He's doing like a, moving through the years. He showed me like his pictures rocking yeah. out from 20 years ago and stuff. Very fun. Yeah, this season will be interesting that way because you see, um, you see Bosch, obviously. Yeah, because awesome. what, what they are, well, yeah, they're doing flashbacks to when this original crime was committed. Okay. Because they're, 
their so how are they doing they that determine. to him to Bosch? How's he? Oh, aging? it's it's so interesting. Does it not does aging? It no, they're going back. They're going right. back. I mean, but how do they young. young him? Well, like his hair is white now, and right. so they give him. Okay. You know, you give him the brown hair, and it it works. It's not as yeah. hard, I think, for men especially, and because he's oh, right there. I mean, it's a it's a you know he it's it's right in that middle because right. he's not going back to when he's a baby baby right right right. You know, he's not that old. He's in his fifties. Right. Yeah, I love it. It's going to be a really interesting season. Lots of very interesting storylines, and um, that. You know, and so, do you have to her. wait until this season starts airing before you find out if you get another? Is that how it works? Well, they've, Amazon has been pretty amazing about it. Uh, and, and unlike other shows, they've mm-hmm. given us earlier pickups in the past. So um, we're going to see. We had okay. a pickup last year. They told us by. You know, they didn't have to tell us till March, and they mm-hmm. told they told us. At New Year's, basically. Nice. Before that, it was And really so nice. when is this season going to air? Because I'm waiting. Uh, I don't know. Well, they don't tell sh- me. I mean, it's just going to be, we're still shooting. So we'll, we'll be shooting through just after Thanksgiving. And then, but they're, you know, in the process of doing the, the posts, or the, mm-hmm. the, you know, as we go. But it'll probably be, you know, in that March, April range. But don't quote me because Amazon gets really upset. Uh, it's, if I say something, and I don't know for sure. Okay, so we won't hold you to it. But no, I, it's but a, I, it, but I'm assuming it. it's going to be in the mm-hmm. spring because that's what they've been doing every year. Yeah, I just noticed recently that their their newest show, the Romanoffs, they're actually airing, releasing like a, a standard network television show. They're doing one a week. They, you know, which okay, was what okay, they intended to do really to begin with. Annoyed me because they did that with The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> what? Because okay, that really annoys me because my daughter and I binged The Handmaid's Tale yeah. over the summer. So we had we had what one se- one season or two seasons? I can't remember how many I they've done. Two. So I think they've done t- two total. So we yeah. binged the first one. And then they rolled out the second one. And the we one? had to wait. Oh, now an I, entire week. I you know can't. what? Up until it's kind of like people get on a plane. So this was said. You know, this was like a couple years ago. Yeah. You get on a plane and like, this Wi-Fi is so slow. <laughs> Hello. Like a month ago, you could not be having. Conversation with the office, and now you're complaining that it's too slow. It, 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 it's mind blowing. It's absolutely and, and I, like I've watched shows. I've like I've watched shows like Shameless in real time for years, right? That's, yeah, that's yeah, we kind of. And we I do. sort of, and I, I, you know, we were huge. We were early adopters of TiVo, and and we loved it. And and I liked, you know, with TiVo, it's kind of the best of both worlds because it would save them up for you. So right. if you were not around, but I I like to be able to go. It's true. Yes, and this is us. And last night, Wendy. Da- was on. Oh, uh, Wendy oh. Malik. That's all I'm telling you. Oh, okay. Wendy's on. Yeah. yeah. And so I saw her on Sunday. And so yes, people confuse you. Don't and we you? get we we were we've been up for the same things a lot. She would always get them if they paid more. <laughs> um, but I, I got my revenge one time because I was doing a play at, at here in Los Angeles, and yeah. uh, I got a a movie. And this is when the writer's strike was happening. Right. They, they were expecting the writer's strike, so they like they were shooting everything at once. So they okay. kind of got down to me. Oh. So, so I had to leave the play early, and she came in and she replaced me for the last week and a half. 
I love that. I had no idea that you guys are up for the same roles. I just know that there's a certain something about yeah, the two of you. There's a something. Yeah. So, I mean, she's uh, so much prettier, but... Oh, stop But that. she's fabulous. She's we spent, we spent a summer at, at, uh, at the Sundance Director's Lab mm -hmm. once. Nice. She's just the best. Yeah, she's Hi. pretty fabulous, and she's pretty fabulous on This Is Us. That's all oh, I, I tell you about it. it. It's, it's pretty fabulous. So she got. That. See, now that's a show that I I watched it at one in the morning. I couldn't go to sleep. I knew there was yeah. a new one. I couldn't go to yeah. sleep. I had to watch it. I know I, I it's just, bad. I mean, I had, I was, I did another play. I've, been, I've done plays now for three out of my four hiatuses, and this I, is so. I oh, so tell us about that. So, so I, you know, as far as started, you start, okay, so I started in the yeah. Let's, I started in the okay, theater. so well, let's do that. So, so you grew up where? Outside of Philadelphia. Okay, and so at what point do, do, do you're doing school plays? Starting as a I was little doing kid? school plays. Yeah, starting as a little kid. Little kid. And um, do you have the bug like right away? I, I I love it. Yeah, I mean, what I, was I, the first thing you wanted to be when you grew up? When you were little, do you remember? When I was little, I didn't. Hmm. You know, when you're like, okay, we're gonna play, we're gonna play. I don't know. What did we used to play? We used to play. I, I was always creative, mm -hmm. and um, but I didn't have bug bug. It wasn't like, yes, I have to be an actress. Uh -huh. I just did um, when I was in high school. Uh, I'm junior high school. We did. <laughs> we did. I mean, this dog. Jackson's losing. He's incredible. Um, we did a production of uh, of Sweet Charity. Yes. And they managed, I, I can sing okay, but um, they managed to five, find like the, the, the only five virgins in the school to play the, um, to play the hookers. And Lisa Scottolini, Lisa Scottolini, do you still know, is she on Facebook? Well, she better be. Uh, she's like one of the, do you, are you familiar with her? Oh, she's, she's like, no. she's like Michael Connelly. She's one of the um, foremost uh, uh, crime writers. In America, she's just an amazing, amazing writer. But she played our charity, and she was just great. She was a doll. Hey, Lisa. Um, but so I did that okay. in junior high school, and then but I didn't do a ton of musicals. Well, I, you know, I did a few. I wasn't a singer, singer. I was okay. like, it's like sell a song. But I started. I, then I just started doing lots of plays, and then you know, my friends and I, we started a, a comedy group together, and we wrote our own material, wrote our own sketches. Were well, you, do, you doing sketch comedy? Mm -hmm. Sketch comedy, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we write them, and we perform at school, perform at a, we had a whole, you know, um, they call it, uh, assembly, uh -huh. just to, just to feature one-man show. Um, <laughs> with my friends David Garfield, Matt Callahan, Mark Stivers. I Kate. love the show now, so they all yeah. on Oh, they better be, yeah. I think so. Okay. And it, we called it one-man show, even though it was it was four men and a woman. Um, and, and Tim, sorry, Tim, Chris Cornell, oh my God. Um, so you called it one-man show and there were five of you? There were five of us and one woman. I love It was that. one woman. Okay. Um, puppy. Uh, um, you can't have the cheese, buddy. You're going to have to show Jackson because it's not fair. Everybody's Jackson, come, being, come here. Come here. Because everybody's getting him. cheese. We have shown him? Oh, he kept giving us the okay. shot. Yeah. All right. As long as you've Thank seen you. Jackson, it's He's important for you. adorable. It's <laughs> our, my neighbors up the street. I, we lost our dog. Our magnificent Lucy, um, last about a little less than a year ago, and and uh, and so I've been like stealing other people's dogs, and, and Jackson lives up. Jax lives up the street. I wasn't in this house thirty seconds. Oh, before we before we move on, since we're, yes. we're taking a little Jackson break anyway, I want to give a shout out to Rick Smolke, who this guy, this man, 
um, is a man who totally supports women. Mm -hmm. And when I started Women Who Write 10 years ago, he jumped in and he said, what can I do for you? And oh. so he's, so when Mackenzie Phillips came to read for us, she made us cry and people said, you should make us tissue boxes. Oh my. And he made, so I'm going to leave this for you. So he made us oh, tissue boxes, right? And then he, he's done my bookmarks and he's done my business cards. Are you kidding? He, and he is so phenomenal. And he, like, there was a time for about three years where every single month when we met, he gave swag to the women, so he would give what? he would give us pads, he calendars, every everything, and he's the one that's doing the thing for the veterans, which is why oh, I had you do the PSA. And he's given like six figures of his own money to the veterans. I mean, he's oh. so he's a very philanthropic. So if you need anything printed out there, Rick Smolke of Quick Impressions, he's like the I, best I do. human being. Good because he's gonna not charge Good. you anything because he loves women and artists and Good. and um, and he's just great and he'll give you an incredible deal too. And then I want to give a shout out to my hairdresser who, I'm sorry, Nicole, I didn't get height today. It's not good today. You but, have height. But, you but she and I both worry about our height. <laughs> but but Nicole is the best. I mean, I, I have to say, my co my co I just love her. And what I love most about Nicole is that her hairspray is called Fuck Off. And she's my kind of girl. And, and she's really not that kind. She never curses, she's not like me, but she's fabulous. And her salon is called the Ruby Begonia Salon, and oh. fuck off, and you can get it at friendsbeautysupply.com. Okay. And uh, she has all kinds of products. She's fabulous. So anyway, I wanted to do that. So, so okay, so... We, so, and by the way, your friend Rick, who's his... Rick Smolke, Quick Impressions uh -huh. in Chicago. Oh, okay. Chicago. Fantastic. Okay. But they right. ship anywhere, then they're fantastic. Okay. And if you need anything for a charitable cause or anything Great. philanthropic, he's there, he's in, he's on it. Right. Or anything personal. Okay, so we'll do this. Nice. No, I'm trying to figure out how to do this. Penny's Pug is there. Penny hi, Pug. Hi, Penny. Penny's Pug. And hi, Lauren. And who else are we saying hello to? Greg. Tara, hi. Greg's Um, We're saying hi to Jimmy. Shelly. Shelly Cole, married to Michael Cole. The Mod Squad. Oh. Come on, you oh had to be God. into that, right? I was not. No, I was too busy. I was too, I was playing, I, I first learned the flute, and then when I got into junior high and there were too many flutists, it was, flautists, it was just too competitive. My Our teacher, whom I adored, yes. Leonard Murphy, hi, Mr. Murphy, um, he needed, he played the bassoon and we needed a bassoon, so I learned bassoon. Stop it. I so got moved to clarinet. I was on clarinet with Mr. Yeah. G. And, and Mr. G. Mr. G was our teacher when we, where? Leonard Fusco, hi, where's Tannenbaum, my friends from junior high, where's, where was it? Uh, in the Bronx. Oh my God. Yeah, okay. So I was doing that. I was Soon, doing school. How did you I was, carry that thing? How did you I still that? have it. Well, you oh, do it. I mean, I'm a big girl. That was not a problem. Uh, but I was doing that. I was doing schoolwork. I was doing theater. Were you good I was in school? Doing, I was super good in school. Like, oh. like crazy. I was over. Uh, I was an overachiever. So I was not watching a lot okay, of TV. So, so I was in, you know, I was in school all day. And then I'd go straight to rehearsal. I'd get home at 6 o'clock. I was not helping with dinner. My sister, God bless her, thank you, um, Janet or Del or my mom, if she was back from shopping and stuff in time, there would be dinner, eat dinner, help a little bit, then I go do homework until one o'clock in the morning and then get up at six and do it all over again. So okay. I was not watching a whole lot of TV. All right, I'm very impressed. So now were your, were your parents supportive? Were they pushy? I mean, so Oh no, my parents were like just standing watching, oh. going, Oh my God. And my mother and I had, we, sometimes we, our biggest fights were, she would say, why are you going to school? You're too tired. Just stay home. And I'd say, I can't stay home. I've got the, wow. and she'd say, well, if you were sick, you would be staying home. And I'd say, yeah, but I'm not sick. Wow. Yeah. No, okay. she, they, they 
were just kind of they were, I was born very late in their lives. We were my sister Jen and I were the surprise gift <laughs> of the Pope. Well, are, are um, there others that were first? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah. my my parent, okay. my parents so interesting. My how many my, siblings? There are five of us all together. Mm -hmm. I have two brothers and two sisters. Mm -hmm. My parents were married in 1937, mm -hmm. and um, my you were a, a, a I late was surprise. Yes, yeah. um, but but I'm older than I seem as well conceivably but um, yeah, but I'm older than you so stop this uh, now okay. no I'm just saying in terms of age yes. but but my parents age but mm -hmm. my mother's mothers this is Italian Catholic were they on the, were they here from they, the were old, they, they were born they were born here okay. my, my my mom's father was born in Italy her mother was born here my okay. father's um, father was born in Italy and his mother was Jewish and born here and they were she ran off so your house. father is Jewish not raised Jewish, but, but, right, but went, they, by, by, by Jewish the yeah. laws of, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, in as much as her family sat shiva for her, um, oh. and never had said another word to her, and she was 16 years old, oh. and went on to have 12 children <gasps> on the kitchen table. And she was My like, grandmother had 12 children, too. Yeah, yeah but, but she, she didn't have anybody to help her. Oh, Because gosh. her husband's, you know, he had immigrated, he didn't have family here, oh. and the Jewish community... Mm. Didn't accept them. The attending community didn't oh, accept them. It was it was a very rough life for her. Wow. But my my point is that my mother's mom. Mm -hmm. This is 1937. Italian okay. Catholics. My mother's mom brought her to Margaret Sanger's clinic to get fitted up for contraception in 1937. Are you kidding and me? I am not. And my parents. So they they Catholics. Yeah, they kept company. My parents kept wow. company for two and a half years. Mm -hmm. Because kept company, I love that's it. what they call it, and that's what we always called it. Because my mom liked the fact that Drew and I kept company for two and a half years before we got married, too. <laughs> but, um, they uh hit my dad's parents because he had 11 siblings mm -hmm. and he was the third. They wanted they didn't want to get married because they needed you know, the older kids were all helping support the family, right? So they put it off as long as they could, and then what they did is they kind of socked some money away and they saved up and they put money down on their furniture and they. Figured it all out and planned it, and then his his um, sister Tess lent, lent lent them her car, and they snuck off. And they had, but Tess and my my grand, my mother's mom knew because she was the one who would help her get the contraception. And Tess Jackson's knew. got a, a squeeze toy. Yeah, now, squeeze toys so. are not good. We're we're gonna we're we're, we're yeah. Why don't we give him something else? There's so many other choices. Yeah. All right. No, just just get just it, take it away. From rip me. it out of his. Just rip take it, it out of his mouth. Just grab it. Um, right, I'm looking what's going on here. John Green. Hi, John. Hi, Lynn. Hey, um, Lynn Stewart. You know her. Um, Betsy Broadman. Hi. Um, okay, yeah. So you. So anyway, they yeah. planned the first three. Three years. Mm -hmm. They waited two years, and they had the first three. Three mm -hmm. years apart, and it was all good, and they were done. And then my father, eight years later, went to a um, a Catholic retreat, and he came back, and he felt like. He wanted to start receiving communion again because as long as they were using contraception, you can't receive communion because you are actually committing a sin. Is that okay? I'm a, sin. a Jewish girl. I don't I know, know all this. Stuff. But okay. contraception is a sin. Okay. And um, so all this time they weren't receiving communion. And he wanted to. I see. And I guess they figured, you know, my mom was 38. They were probably oh. safe, and <laughs> they were not. So within like four or five years, she had three miscarriages and two children. Wow. With me being the last one, and I almost killed her, which she told me. And he, <laughs> from the she, moment I could understand what that meant, she told me. 
That's a start. But, yeah, well, it tells you all you need to know about Amy Aquino, doesn't it? So, okay, so, um, but she also wanted you to stay home from school, so there was a swing to that story, you know. Yeah, of. well, there was a little bit of, I think there was a little competition. She also was very smart, mm -hmm. and uh, she was actually accepted. She skipped two grades, and when she was 13 years old, they wanted her to go to Hunter High in wow. the Bronx. Which was, but they lived in Brooklyn, mm -hmm. um, so she was accepted there. So it was a huge honor for her to, to be accepted there. It was still a public school, but it was a very, very competitive one for girls and for uh, boys as well. And boys as well. Yes. And so she was accepted there, but her dad was sick and mm -hmm. he was in the hospital, and so they decided instead she had to go to work. Mm. So she never got to even complete mm. high school. Wow. So I think you know she she yes. really she loved watching us excel. I mean, my oldest brother went to MIT and my wow. brother went to Penn and wow. it was, it put a big strain on the family. What um, did your father do? He was, he also, he finished high school, but he didn't get to go to college. Um, he, uh, he was, he designed corrugated boxes for, he was a, a packaging engineer. So the boxes that things are in, right, um, have to be designed by someone. They have to be designed for the right shape and size and if it's something fragile it has to deal with that it has to um, be the appropriate weight to carry whatever the weight is that's in it it not get crushed there's so there's, there's an art to it and, and, uh, it's yeah, creative and then he also awesome. designed interesting boxes that they were where they would ship the items and then you could unfold them and fold them and then they became displays like in, nice. in grocery stores yeah, when you yeah, see yeah, something yeah, in the yeah. aisle uh -huh. then they're that's 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 been designed by somebody. I see. And that was my favorite because when he had to design something like that, they had to send him a bunch of whatever it is was going to be shipped. So my favorite was <laughs> when he had to design a box for Toll House chips. Nice. Chocolate chips. And so they sent him 144 bags of Toll House oh. chips in all the different flavors. They had butterscotch, mint chip. Nice. So I was basically making that. So it started me on my baking career. I'm, I'm actually a pretty good baker. Are you? Yeah, and I was just making chocolate chip cookies, you know, every week. I, I kind of love that a lot. You know, I make the brownies at Phil's. Oh, you make the brownies? Well, I'm the one who makes the brownies. And yeah. you've seen my. My lemon bars. I, I there was something that I had of your. I think it was a lemon bar. There was something that I had of you the of yours that was crazy. That was unbelievable. Like I can't be near it. it okay. Was really. No, crazy. I made I because I have a Meyer lemon tree. I'm, I'm a big urban gardener, so I've got my garden is full of the the garden trees is and so gorgeous. Stuff that here. you can eat. Crazy, fantastic. But and whenever the Oscars come around, mm -hmm. it's I well my Meyer lemon tree is basically always producing. She's she's a terrible dog wrangler. You're the worst, Christina. The absolute worst. Christina's not Jax. behind the camera. Jax, Christina come is here. Let him come over here. I will get that away from him. You need it. Come here, Jax. Come here. She's bad at this. Okay. All right, Christina. I'm going to send you back. I guess. I'm going to I'm going to have you bring come in a little closer on us because I feel like it's a little too far for the people. So we, we won't sit. Okay, so you have your Meyer lemon tree. So at so with the Oscars, when we yeah. go to to Phil Rosenthal's for his Oscar gig, I always like to make something for it, and um, and I decided to make lemon bars, and then I realized, oh, they're golden, so I could put a little Oscar on it. So I went and I took. I got some. This old, is an actual book 
case with books in it. Physical with book, books. Yeah, that yes. you can cook with. And these, oh, this is my, my mom's recipe, recipe for pizzas. Oh um, what I have, hi, Stinky. You're bad. So. Oh, look at the Oscars. So I got a Oscar oh, thing and then I cut it and oh I made God. little baby Oscar guys <laughs> that can you, you see can these then, little Oscars? Little Oscars. And then I lay, so I lay one on each bar and then sprinkle the, the sugar over mm -hmm. and then lift it up. And so each lemon <gasps> bar has a little shake. golden Oscar on top. This last year was a little bit of a disaster because I made them and they were perfect, they were beautiful, but we had to go someplace else before Phil's and I, we left them in the trunk of the car and when we opened the trunk, um, all the sugar had just melted in, so they were just a, like there was a little ghost of an Oscar in there. It's beautiful. Yes, this is an excellent book. This is my Wells, uh, Wellesley College Cookie Exchange book. Fabulous recipes for cookies. All right, good to know. Yes. All right, so let's go back to let's go. Back. So you're in school. You're doing fabulous. You're academic. You're you're creative. You're doing plays. You're doing comedy. You're doing good in school. Where do you go to Where do you go to college? I went to Harvard, and I Holy was at that wow. point. Even though I was, I was doing all this stuff, but I wanted to be. Uh, I I also my senior year in high school. I did my. I did my, you know what would help? If you could take that cheese tray and just put it right into the refrigerator. Ah, there you go. Because he's got a great yeah. nose and that's what he wants. There you go. Um, just put the whole thing in the fridge. We're not eating it anyway. Amy is a wonderful hostess. She she put out lovely nuts and cheese for us. Which, cheese, which the dog and doesn't understand why he can't have it. Um, yeah, so I was, I, I actually, oh, my senior year, mm -hmm. I did a work study in uh, Jefferson, hospital's emergency room okay and I had started getting interested I want to actually go into to plastic surgery not cosmetic surgery but reconstructive surgery and Ooh, which so I started surgery so well for ER I know I but I just but anyway I had yeah. gotten you know I did I, I really worked my ass off and I did really well I in the SATs and everything so I just and I didn't I literally wasn't sure because my parents neither went to you know neither one of them went to college mm -hmm. and I wasn't focused on that stuff and uh -huh. I was like well I was sitting with my guidance counselor well, what's the one that's like in Cam Boston Cambridge or something <laughs> oh Harvard yeah let's do that too I cannot believe you went I mean I can believe because you're brilliant I can totally believe you went to Harvard but wow okay and your major was but, well I, I wasn't sure mm -hmm. um no I, but I so I tried out it was going to be either biology which would be include all the pre-med mm -hmm. stuff or mm -hmm. um it was going to be something in Spanish language because I love that, and I had started learning Spanish when I was in seventh grade. And what would you have thought to do with I don't, that? I don't know. I just was, mm -hmm. you know, I just enjoyed doing it. So you still weren't sure of what you wanted to do with your life. Yeah, you had many I was, options. I was eighteen years old. You're eighteen. So. Yeah. And so, and so, at Harvard, are you doing theater? Well, Harvard doesn't have a theater department. Oh. So, um, but they have a massive amount of theater going on. Right. And there was one class which was a freshman seminar in theater, mm -hmm. and. Um, I, uh, I got into that. There were only twelve people. We wow. got into it each year, and I got into it amazingly. Mm -hmm. Although I was kind of like a utility player in that. Um, so I was taking, you know, I took a, I, I took my basic biology class my first year, and I took, I also took an advanced math class. It was like I don't know what I'm thinking. I am not that good at math. I, I am so it not was in stupid. Your I know that was, but no, oh. that that was a bad idea. 
um, and the acting seminar in a Spanish literature class. And, um, so I got a taste of each of them, and then I, I decided I would, I liked, I always liked studying um, science, and I figured that was something that I was not going to be able to get elsewhere, and also I was pre-med, so I, that would cover my bases, and I would enjoy it. So, but I, so I, but I started doing a lot of theater, and they, um, they had at the time, and I, I'm sure they still do, just mm -hmm. a ton of theater going on mm -hmm. all around. It just was all extracurricular, right? And then by my junior year, I, you know, I was still um, majoring in biology and, and completing those courses, but I realized I'm spending like the absolute minimum on my biology, and I'm spending forty hours a week doing theater in a school with no theater department. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I just, I thought, I figured at that point, I decided, and this was junior year, I decided mm -hmm. that, okay, I'm going to, I need to give it a try, or I'm just going to regret it. So, well, you didn't, you finished but I got your degree. degree. Oh, yeah, I got my degree. Hard. I wrote my so thesis what was on so breastfeeding, in fact. On um, breastfeeding. So you got your pre-med degree. You got a no, I got a biology degree. degree. There's no such thing. Right, yeah, right, right. I mean, there's not yeah. a pre-med degree. Hi, Michael, my friend. By the way, I just want to give a shout out to a friend from, of mine from college. I went to the University of Arizona for the kids that weren't so bright. Right. But we had an excellent theater there department. There great people there. And yes. Stephen Spinella went to... to oh, um, my God. And I saw him last night in the new Melissa McCarthy film. Oh! Um, please forgive... Will you please forgive me? Yeah. Which I have to say, wow. Um, and Stephen is wonderful in it. Wonderful. He's amazing. So, yes, we were taking drama classes together when we were oh, little kids. Yeah. Which was a did long you see, time ago. Did you see the original? Hell. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. he's, he's pretty amazing. So... Mm -hmm. um, Okay, so, so so that and then I so I did it. I moved to New York after college, and because uh, I figured New York had waited long enough. Mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> and so theater theater is what you wanted to do. You weren't. I was going to give it a shot. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but I you weren't looking at Hollywood and at that point, or were no, you? Uh, no, 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 no. no. Okay. I, I mean, I wasn't not going to do that, but right. theater was yes. what I did, and that's yes. what most you know kids are doing. Yes. That's what you're. Well, I mean, if I, I think it's probably different if you're I was always a character and uh, I suspect there are people who are you know if everybody wants to photograph you because you're so beautiful then you might get in your head I'm gonna you know I'm gonna go and there into, are definitely into people film. that have that but I think the people that generate to film immediately quickly are the ones who haven't done all the acting that they haven't been on stage and haven't done yeah. all of that as yeah. much right so they just want to be a star yeah, yeah, and that was, that was not me at all. Yeah, so um, went moved to New York um, and got uh, nothing, uh, <laughs> really nothing. But I hadn't had any training either because I hadn't had any training. So I started right. getting my classes. Training. Yeah, my classes, nothing. So I started getting training in New York, and I got mm -hmm. acting classes in one place at HB, and I was taking dance at the Nat Studio. Everybody, yeah, everybody yeah, I know, training. I know. And I, I had a really good teacher who, of course, died of AIDS. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, singing classes elsewhere, and just kind of going around and getting. And so, out. were you working to support yourself? What were you yes, doing? I worked at Skadden Arp Slate Mar and Flom, and I yes. What so is that? it's a law firm, and they it's still a law firm, and actually they just got an award. Wow. For their pro bono work, which I was very happy to see. <gasps> That's Mike really Farrell nice. and Skadden Arps in the same. Um, I love Mike Farrell. He did really love right. him. I love him. Love him. He's a good man. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I had no idea because when I was working at Scott and Arps Late Marin Flump, they were uh, not exactly <laughs> oh, really? socially conscious. Ah. No, they were doing all these major, they were the biggest M&A law firm, mm -hmm. uh, mergers and acquisitions. Okay. And this I was during the 80s you. when, you know, there were all these corporate takeovers. This is when all the mergers were happening and, and mm -hmm. unfriendly. And when you're mm -hmm. taking over, when it's... Um, 
not a friendly merger. Yeah. It's like declaring war. Oh. So everything I is done ahead of time. Everything's done okay. ahead of time. Uh -huh. What you didn't see was all the paralegals and the and um, you know everybody working to prepare all the documents, and then it's announced, and boom, it's all ready to go. So all it's not announced until these massive so packages of documents. Ruins. No, no, no. Oh, until the documents okay. can go to all the shareholders okay. to make the offer, okay. so they can take it over. Because you don't okay. just like literally go in with guns to take them over. You get the shareholders to sell their their shares to you so that okay. you, you have ownership, but you don't let anybody know that it's happening. So, um, so we, they needed, and Skadden was very smart, and Louise Gittleson, if you're still around, hi, thank you. She, did, she figured it out in New York that there were all these people out there with these expensive degrees that were completely going to waste because they wanted to be actors and directors and singers and, and you know, visual artists or whatever, so they're all oh. knocking around New York and they're having to get jobs and you know, if they can, as restaurants, as restaurants and stuff. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get arrested in a restaurant. I couldn't get arrested in Philadelphia, the bicentennial city, in seven in nineteen seventy six in a restaurant. I had literally had to take a job acting that summer because no one would hire me as a waitress. It's a Lily Tomlin joke, and for me, it was actually my life. That is hysterical. Um, so I, but my friend Diane Penny's Edelman. Hi, Diane. You remember, um, you're very good with names. No, I'm, I'm like, terrible. Oh. With way back names, I'm good. Okay. If, okay. if I met you in the last five years, you know that when I, the first time I meet, I will say to people, okay, here's the deal. I have a terrible memory for names and faces. So the next time I see you, I probably won't even recognize you, but you'll remember <laughs> that I said this to you. So you won't. You will forgive me. You will forgive me. <laughs> and I may or may not remember your dog's name either. But I'm probably more likely to remember your dog's I name than yours. I love it. I love it. killing me. He's killing someone. So, okay, so, so Skadden Arps yeah. Lake Meyer Flam, I worked there three nights a week. I shared an apartment with my friend David from uh, from high school. And so wait, so the woman at, at the law so firm Louise figured out to figured hire actors. So, not just actors, but these actors, writers, oh, um, like um, directors. Okay. I mean, okay. some of the... some Ronnie Yesko, wonderful, amazing casting director. She was a night proofreader there. Wow. I, I, I knew her there. I got a lot, because I was one of the first like five night paralegals. Mm -hmm. I have like a whole a family tree of <laughs> night paralegals. All these people who came out that I knew who, I love it. who came after me. But it was a great gig because mm -hmm. it was like $10 an hour. Hello. Back then, a lot of yeah, money. Yeah. Only, I was only paying my share of the rent was $200 a month. So I could work three days a week. You know, three days in a week, and that would pay my rent for the month. So now, if you're doing if you're doing time. night paralegal, how are you doing theater at night? Well, you would have to actually um, get hired, and for that to be a problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> and luckily, so auditions happen in the afternoon for the most part. I guess. Oh, auditions yeah. would happen all day. Yeah. I would take myself to them, and mm -hmm. I had no one sending me out, and mm -hmm. no agent, and mm -hmm. I would just go to those open calls, and you know, put put the sign-up sheet up before anybody else got there. Mm -hmm. I'm having a ball watching The Deuce, by the way. Have you watched it yet? No. It's pretty amazing. But it, the, it, Maggie Joan Hall is like, she's a brilliant. gift from God. And the, the whole show is amazing. I, what it's is so it on, empowering. Is it on Netflix? What is it's it on? on no, it's a... Uh, like HBO, HBO. or something? Uh -huh. And um, it's about New York City. The Deuce is 42nd mm -hmm. Street. Mm -hmm. New York City, it starts in 71 and then it moves to 77. And so this was... At the time when New York City was at its 
absolute nadir. Uh-huh. It was, but it was just before crack. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I know when crack came in because I was there. But this was the time I was living there when, you know, the graffiti's every, the, the subways, every, literally every inch was covered in graffiti. Mm-hmm. And 42nd Street, I was worked. very scary. Yeah, because my first job out of school was a full-time paralegal job at Shea and Gould, um, which was my friend from college, her grandfather got me. But that was at 42nd and Madison. Mm-hmm. And I was taking classes at the Nat Horn Dance Theater on 42nd and 10th. Yeah, which 42nd was and 10th was absolutely horrific. Well, but I could, I could deal with that, but mm-hmm. I could not cross yes. along 42nd Street. Yes. So even though I was on 42nd going to 42nd, mm-hmm. I would go to 41st or I'd go up to 43rd. Like right. no, and I've spoken to so many, especially women, who were like that. I yeah, you just you didn't walk along Forty Second Street. Absolutely not. Now it's just crowded with yeah, tourists and children, and yeah, yeah. I mean it's just mm-hmm. Disneyland. Yeah. But although it's starting to kind of cycle back, mm-hmm. but that was the time. <laughs> if you're gonna make noise, you should be on camera. Yeah, <laughs> came in about that. Um, so that was my time, and I and I kept so how did the break? How did it change? Well, by my, I realized after my first year there that mm-hmm. the people who were getting the jobs were. Um, I found that I'm doing that with it's horrible. Yeah, were the people who had came out came out of Yale and Juilliard. So I didn't think that I needed to go to graduate school because I figured, like I said, that New York had waited long enough <laughs> for me. <laughs> and, uh, but then I saw who was getting jobs, so I started applying actually, and I applied mm-hmm. to. Um, uh, I applied to. Yale Drama School, and I applied to Juilliard. Um, and I did both auditions, and the Juilliard one was like, okay, this is not a good fit. <laughs> it's, you know, like the, the song from um, from Chorus Line. Well, I was just Feel the ocean. Yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. feel. And I was like, no, no. No, I felt nothing. Because <laughs> they were, they tended to be much younger, and by then mm-hmm. I was 23 or 20. Oh. And, and, I, mm-hmm. and there were kids coming in who were like 17, 18. Right. Like, no, I'm not that malleable okay and Yale just rejected me so then I went back the next year um, so I kept working tech kept taking classes trying to get things I did one little job and uh, really what Jackson do you, you have need to a come. treat or something yeah you maybe get Christina uh, can you do it is there a treat up there not up here he ate them both Oh, okay, then okay. he needs to get it. Hi, There's Herbie. More. Oh, my God, I've known Herbie since I was 15. Herbie Michael, I know him from There's the Catskill Mountains. Hi. Don't get it. Hi, Is Leslie. that nuts? You can eat them, but... Hi, can. hi, Linda. Hi, Tony. I'm saying hi while, while we're getting treats for the dogs. Yes. For, yeah, for Jackson, I'm just saying hi. Hi, Mark. Hi, Tony. Hi, Sharon. 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 Okay. Where, where are my friends? I don't know, because you, you, you... I didn't... Yeah, I didn't you didn't do it. You'll, they'll enough. see. They'll get them. Okay. Do it later. Um... So second year, I auditioned again for Yale, and again they reject me. And so then my friend Peter Moore was from Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. He was an actor, and uh, his dad actually was the role. He was on. He was a newscaster, and he was the role model for Ted Knight. Oh my God! Oh, he's a lovely man, Dave Moore. Wow. Um, but Peter told me, look, in Minneapolis, it's a great theater town, and it's got the highest percentage of a theater going public in mm-hmm. any city in America. Mm-hmm. And at any given time, the unemployment rate for actors is like fifty percent versus ninety five percent in New York. Right. So I said, okay, and I got my equity card, my union card, you. somehow in New York. And oh, you did? So I, you had to act then. You had to do something. I, yes, it was uh-huh. it was a very, very tiny production. But, okay. um, 
And I wrote to the five equity theaters in Minneapolis, and mm -hmm. I said, you know, I would like to come in. And they were like, great, when can you get here? Nice. Oh, no, we'd love to see you. Come on in. <laughs> so I went. My cousin Rosemary, God bless her. She and her husband put me up at their house in the mound, let me use their brand new car, which was a stick shift, and I didn't know how to drive it, and they let me, showed me how to do it, and wow. I'm driving through Minneapolis. Wow. I auditioned at, these, at the theaters, mm -hmm. and I get, and everyone was so kind, and I got my first, like, real gig, paying gig, at the Old Log Theater, which is the oldest continuously running theater in America. Wow. And I was the girl in the Freudian slip. <laughs> it was actually a Freudian bra, the way we staged it, but they, the nice. lead was leaving, and mm -hmm. they needed a replacement. And it's big dinner theater. They gave me a partner. So I was very happy. I got an agent right away. I started shooting wow. commercials right away. Wow. Suddenly all the things that had been so completely elusive in New York, they were welcoming with open arms. Wow. And I love Minneapolis. Great city, great people, and these brilliant theaters there too. So I made the determination I was just going to move there. And um, uh, I... But I was coming back then. The show closed right before the holidays. So I'll go back for the holidays, go back mm -hmm. east. And, mm -hmm. and then... Um, and then the Yale auditions, I had already applied to, to Yale a third time. I just, I was, just didn't care that they had out and I, rejected me. I, I love didn't. that. Well, that's, you know, that's it's the way when you're that age, yeah. I guess. And it's show business. I guess. Mm -hmm. And I had been, so I had been, you know, studying all this time. And now I've just come off this show that I've been doing for, for months. And um, so I went, all right, fine, I'll just audition or whatever. And I auditioned this last time and... And I'm ready to move back to Minneapolis, and then they got finally got in. So that's what I ended up doing. So now I I went to the drama school, and and I that so was so was that everything that that we think it is? Mm. In a way, yeah. My daughter's I'm in Tish, and she's thinking about applying to to, to oh, she's getting her degree in. Acting and yeah. oh wow! So she's think making. She's thinking. You know, it's still. I think it's probably better now than it was. It was going really through, well. It was going through a very strange transition period then. Who was in your class? Well, uh, that you would know. Yeah. Is um, our big fat star is Courtney B. Vance. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. pretty, pr pretty yeah. fantastic. He's pretty yeah. fantastic. Yeah, he's pretty, pretty fantastic. fantastic. Mm -hmm. And at all, and you know, Angie Bassett. They met through. Because she came back to do a show. She had already mm -hmm. graduated, but she came back to do a show. And, um, so you and Courtney are the two stars yeah. of your class? Well, we, you know, we, yeah. we had the most success, and we've got mm -hmm. some wonderful... Uh, Timothy Douglas, is, he ended up just going into directing, and he's mm -hmm. doing a lot of directing. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going to forget somebody. Neil Lerner has been acting and teaching. We have a lot of folks who have mm -hmm. been teaching. Mm -hmm. Mark Rafael's been teaching. Dave Nelson started teaching. We've just got... Um, there's a lot of that, but it was... It's uh, it was a worthy experience. It ended up being really good for me. It was mm -hmm. really hard. We were very tight as a class. We were mm -hmm. very supportive. How many other. how many are in your class when you were uh, small? I should know. Yeah, it was yeah. Like fifteen. Wow. And then we lost um, one guy. Jeff Jeff Yeager left because he got he got a gig. He came out here for the summer and mm -hmm. uh, super good looking and got. A series regular role, and so he didn't stay. Mm -hmm. And then um, another one of my classmates, who I really loved, died of AIDS a couple years later. Mm -hmm. You know, because it, it was that time. time. Mm -hmm. It was that time. Mm -hmm. um, 
But some wonderful people. The class above me had a lot of success. Chris Knopf, mm. Dylan Baker, mm. um, Patty Clarkson. Mm. Just there. She's amazing. Did you see On Sharp Objects? Yeah. I mean, if she doesn't win the Emmy Something. for that, is she like crazy Oh in my that? God, and Amy Adams. Oh, wait, wait a minute, are you going to be up against her? No, is that like I'm how? not up against her. No, there, but, um, but Patricia, uh, Patricia Clarkson owned that series. She just owned it. Wow. She was, what, and what a perfect role for her. Yes, perfect. She was extraordinary. Yeah. Okay, so, so let's get back to you. So, so you get out of Yale, and what I happens? I get out of Yale, and I... Actually, right but at the end of the three years, mm -hmm. while I was at Yale, how do you was, support yourself while you're at Yale? Well, mm -hmm. you're you're a student, so you get loans, and and mm -hmm. I saved up money. And mm -hmm. Yale's actually better than most because it's it's uh, now it it's called? fully paid. What? But it's not. But it's um, needs met. Yeah. So whatever you've got, they need the rest. Yes, it wasn't mm -hmm. the case at the time. But oh. Mm -hmm. So I I had loans and mm -hmm. and I had saved up some money, and it also wasn't really you know, expensive. It was yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and, uh, um, Christina, maybe we should move the cracker thing off of there. Anything he can see that looks like food, I'm gonna just, start, just put I'm it gonna in the refrigerator. I'm going to start crying for food too, I know. too soon. You, I'm, it's I'm going and, and the ball, just get it all out of there, just so he doesn't have to see it. Um, it, it's yeah. amazing. And when, when I'm distracted by a dog, it's, I can only imagine what it's like for you guys. So at the end, you, the class, um, is and you should probably take that bowl away too yeah. <laughs> just put it wherever in a drawer it doesn't matter uh the uh Poor thank Christine. you christina's like we have to take care of jackson now thank you it's all good she she loves him i do he's, take him home. he's a good dog he's not starving just acting that way so you do a they do um at the end of your third year mm -hmm. They did what you call the league auditions. It was a league of um, resident theater programs, mm -hmm. and it basically they took the top twelve acting schools and they would each bring their graduating class together in New York for a weekend to audition for everybody. To audition for everybody, and they would invite casting directors and they would invite um, you know agents, casting directors, agents, stuff. Mm -hmm. So they just mob, and each student had three minutes, and wow. uh, so basically you did two three minute scenes typically, mm -hmm. and um, and I wanted to work. I did in one of my scenes with Shakespeare because you know that's how you're gonna get hired. <laughs> and then, but it was Kate, so I was yeah. really kind of you know wild and rough. And I, the other one, I really wanted to be Irving, and I and and a professional. And so, and I wanted to work with this one wonderful actress, Kimberly Arndt. Mm -hmm. And I, um, so she and I came up with um, Agnes of God. Because that felt like a good fit, but we also thought that it, it we did not love the play. We oh. thought it was a little melodramatic, okay. and but we thought it could also really work kind of as a comedy. So a very very dark wow. comedy. So we did our own interpretation of it. Wow! And where I was just like an insane, you know, <laughs> chain smoking, completely neurotic doctor, and she was. Uh, you're like a nymphomaniac, Agnes. Nice. Agnes, you've got it's about a a, a, a nun, nun where they who has a baby. They find the, they find this fetus, this dead um, fetus, and they are trying to. And this, they bring in this very funny. It's a very funny. funny. It's not funny at all. That's not crazy that you made all. it a comedy. At I all. love that. But so, we, but the, some of the lines were just uh -huh. so extreme that if mm -hmm. you did them, if you didn't do them seriously, mm -hmm. they were really fucking funny. Or That's if you did them, if you just played it. <laughs> 
So we thought it was super funny. Yeah. Our classmates, some of our classmates are horrified because we literally were talking about dead babies. <laughs> but we were playing for laughs. So, but we thought it was really funny and we figured if they don't get it, then they don't get us. Okay. Yeah. So then that's it. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I also had finally gotten my first You know, they ever on, on there, they can't see what you're doing. They just see your wild hand going, Here, so, I'm going to help so you out. Come here, Jax. So come on up. So Amy's playing with Jackson. Playing That's with what she's dog. doing down there. So come here, Jackson. Yeah. No. No, you won't. See, oh, Jackson's playing hard to get the entire time. Now he's playing hard to get. Yeah. You're going to see him. There he is. Well, he'll be in the, the frame in a second. Oh, no, no, no. This is not your show. Not your show, buddy. Nah, nah. You get, you're just insisting on making noise no matter what. Shush. So, um, I had got my first lead. Because, well... I learned a tremendous amount at Yale, and I pushed myself, and I kept doing things that I was not good at, so that I would nice. push myself. Can you give us an example of what that? Might oh, be? I, you know, I was trying. I, I was doing, you know, for scenes. Okay. It was just scenes. I mm -hmm. did a doll's house. You know, I did. We played this subservient woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Worked that out. Although I'd love to do Doll's House Part Two. I think I'm made mm -hmm. to do that. But I and and I would just come back. I so appreciated the the education I was getting there because I had been on my own and paying for my own classes in New York. I'm running all over town. Mm -hmm. The fact that I was here in one place getting it all. and getting it all. I didn't miss a goddamn class. I was late. Do they do musical theater? I was absent. No. No. I wasn't a musician. I know. I wasn't. They, they, it's, it's right. I didn't yeah. think. I mean, they would do some shows. We did. I actually did Pacific Overtures mm. with Patty Clarkson. Wow. Um, she was amazing. Mm -hmm. She was, she's phenomenally funny. You never I'm ever to think get to see if, that. I'm, I'm, I'm reflecting if I've ever seen her in a comedy. No, you haven't. No. She's brilliantly funny. Wow, I love that. She, I was the I was I was Courtney Vance played my son. He was the Ember. I was the mm -hmm. Ember's mom. Mm -hmm. And but she was like one of the leads. I don't think there was a single Asian person in the in the production. <laughs> um, I don't know. There was it was one it was one director was Asian, but there weren't mm -hmm. actors. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I I digress <laughs> so I I got they just would cast me all through there because we had these phenomenal beautiful wonderful actresses in my mm -hmm. class mm -hmm. and really strong actresses mm -hmm. in my class and so they would find plays that had these great meaty roles for women but they were never quite and so they would give me the good old character one because they knew that I could do the character thing right. and I could think of money, whatever. Right. So by my third year, I went, you know, January of third year, I went to the dean. I said, okay, am I going to play a lead before I leave here? Because just want to know. Yeah. Because I'm planning, uh, you know, I was ready to be moving out. I was older mm -hmm. than most of the other people there. And, mm -hmm. and I was, and he, his crowd, okay, let's do what we have here. And, and I, so I ended up doing these two one act plays one after another but and I was screaming and yelling mm. in both of them but in the same mm. night so I had to change from a 50 year old running for office in western Pennsylvania mm. in, in during the intermission to a 30 year old hooker attached to an IV oh. walking around in high heels <laughs> and in both of them I'm screaming and smoking oh. and, and we closed we were uh -huh. two weekends and closed uh -huh. the night before the league audition so the next morning I wake oh, up you have no voice. and my voice is down here and I was so worried about it uh -huh. but my voice teacher bless her Zoe 
she said, no, 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 it's great. Because I had a voice, it was just so low. She'd done a really good job of training so I could do mm. all the screaming. Uh -huh. But it had, it was down here. <laughs> well, unbeknownst to me, mm -hmm. when they originally did Agnes of God, it was who played psychiatrist. I don't remember. Her voice is down here. It wasn't mm -hmm. Patricia Neal. It was, um, oh Christ. And I don't remember. Oh my God. All right, wait, I gotta look I it up now. Oh, I thought it was Sylvie Pace. Agnes. Agnes. Oh God. Yeah, she was wonderful. Um, Agnes of Gid. Yeah. Uh, um, this is IMDb. Wait, we have to go to Wikipedia yeah. and see if we can get the original cast. Original cast. You just went past it, didn't you? Geraldine Page? Was it Geraldine no, Page? Elizabeth Ashley. Oh, Elizabeth Ashley. <laughs> Whose voice is down here? Yes, it is. So I come out with a cigarette this long. Mm -hmm. I got the longest cigarette I could get. Mm -hmm. And I got a lighter and I set it up the flame as high as I could get it. And I come out. Like, she's already on stage. Mm -hmm. I come out and I go. And everybody's thinking, oh, Agnes of God. Mm -hmm. They're doing Agnes of God. It's interesting. <laughs> but they, they're silent. Right. During these auditions, they're silent. Okay. They don't laugh. They don't uh, applaud. Right. They don't. They're right. just Talk sitting, crowd. taking notes. Right. right. They're just. They want to see yeah. what you do, and they take right. notes. So I come out. I go to light my cigarette. I decide I would do it with a flourish. I come down, and the lighter goes out. And so I come down again, and the lighter goes out again. And so then I just become like a glade saying until I can get a lid. And people go, Oh, 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 this is different. Oh, they're not doing this seriously. And so I get lit, and, I, and, and we start the song, and Kimberly was brilliant, and I'm just, she's in this chair, and we start circling, and once they figure out, go nuts. Oh, really? And They're they being responsive? applauding, and oh. they start standing their feet, and they start stopping us, and then kind of all I have to do is go, and they do some more. It's... That's so fantastic. It was quite bizarre and this was, it was very jarring because I had been like good old Amy she's funny I'll give her that money thing <laughs> and now I'm like getting this attention I mean I, I I was used to getting attention for comedy because I had been in the comedy group right, right. and I had done and in college I had done a lot of comedy and I had done well and I knew that right. I could I could right. but that hasn't that wasn't where I was focusing right and we just had you know, we really did have, my classmates were such brilliant actresses mm. and, and funny and smart people with voices and everything. And I was like, I appreciate it. And I was just like, okay. And now I'm suddenly like, whoa. And so that, that let me hit the ground running. So you, so you got everything when so, you left? You so got I, so I got out, yeah. I had my choice of agents, and, yeah. and I ended up going with a big agency, and and I got my first job through that because this casting director saw me for what was Hoya, first, Playhouse. What was your first job? Um, it was doing the three cuckolds that Bill Irwin was starring in and directing oh. at La Jolla Playhouse, and um, I had to leave to fly from my graduation to La Jolla because we started rehearsals the next day. Wow! It was just a dream come true. Wow! And just, you know, and it put me out here on the West Coast. So, and my agents were bi coastal, so mm -hmm. it was sort of a perfect kickoff because I could meet them. They mm -hmm. could see me. Good. They didn't know me from God, and and they could see my work 
which I guess at least a couple of them did. But then I could, once we were running, it's, you know, it's a two-hour drive, I could come up during the day and, right. and meet them mm -hmm. and go out for things and right. audition for things. So how quickly did you segue from theater to, to film? How, well, how I went back happen? to, so I, when I finished the job, I went back, mm -hmm. it was, you know, it was during the summer, I went back to New York, mm -hmm. and, um, uh, <laughs> and then I start the door. Jack, the, know, door is, can, the door is the door is just going like this because really Jackson is Jackson's fighting he his way back it. in. Hysterical. Hi Bob Stein. Oh god, I, uh, Bob Stein is Robert Klein's band. He's oh been my his, god, he's been his oh pianist oh, like forever. Robert's Aww. whole career. Hi Bob. I've known Bob forever. Procton. Uh, oh my god. Okay, so. Oh Procton, my God! He went to si Harvard, didn't he? Procton, Procton Bunnell the third. Procton, uh, I was just listening today. Earth, Wind, and Fire played in my living room a few years ago for my birthday, and uh, Larry Dunn <laughs> from Earth, Wind, and Fire with Ali Willis who wrote September, and Procton was singing, and and I was just watching it today. Procton, hey! Oh my God! Oh, said, that's so nice. So okay, so so how did the segue to to was oh so then was I went back to New York and then film? what came uh, first? It was. Because you've done both. It was like you, right you, at the same time, because it, right at the beginning, yeah. my agents were sending me out more for, for films as well. But you're one but of I the did. few actors who, back then, could could jump between I, I TV did, and I film. I mean, I did a little. You did. And then, but, but very, I mean, I had, I did Working Girl, I did Moonstruck. Right. And, you know, small roles in each, but then... It, it was, was then. It, then people started casting me in TV. I mean, I'd come but out. I'd come back here for pilot season. Didn't just do guest spots. You had, ro you had roles on television. You had recurring roles and and featured roles on television shows yeah. like over and over. Yeah, and so over and that's and been over and that's been my career. That's been your career. Like yeah. it's it's great. By the way, Kathy Ladin says hello. Oh, Kathy okay. Ladin. Speaking of that, and. Um, but yes, you've had an amazing run. Okay, so so, but when you very first started, was it movie or what was the first? I did. I mean, I. It's so remember? interesting. People ask that, and mm -hmm. I, I've got to go back and just like look at my record. Okay, I've got it we'll somewhere, have to but look at IMDb. My, yeah, it was, either, it was either it was either Working Girl. Yeah. Or it was. I don't think that came up as your first thing, but we'll see. It was I'm a show look. that I did with Andy Borowitz, who is wow. the funniest man in America, mm -hmm. and makes me laugh every day. I subscribe to him, um, and I had done his musical. The last thing I did it when I was at Harvard was mm -hmm. a musical because he was a year behind me, um, and I actually at that point Peter Sellers, the opera director, was there, wow. and he offered me a role in The Three Sisters, <gasps> and. Uh, nice. Andy offered me a role in Oh No No Net, which was a circus <laughs> comedy satire that he'd actually written for all men for the for the um, hasty pudding. Hasty pudding, and it had been oh rejected, my. and so he decided to go ahead and oh. do it. And uh, and I was like, Peter, I was like, okay, it's called Three Sisters. Am I one of the sisters? <laughs> and he said, No, you'd be Natasha. She's really interesting. I said. I'm sorry. If I'm going to be in the Three Sisters, uh, I need to be one of the sisters. And meanwhile, Andy, I, you know, Andy in Andy's play, I would actually get to sing, and they would they wrote Fred Barton, God bless you, right around my my you know six note range. Yeah. So I, and I had a great song. I'm How a bitch. fabulous! So I did that, and I had fun, and I, I made some of my one of my very closest oldest friends, Andrea Michaels. She was the the sweet girl, and, and I was the bitch. So and anyway, when then when I got out, and when Andy graduated, he mm -hmm. went directly to Hollywood, and he mm -hmm. was producing. You know, he 
mm-hmm. Fresh Prince of Bel Air oh, yeah. kind of mm-hmm. worked for him. Yeah. But he also he did a show with uh, with Lonnie Anderson, who was a doll. Oh, um, nice. And he cast me as the Italian maid in this Beverly Hills mansion, and I, so I got to sing on television. My very first. <gasps> television role. Okay, I'm looking. Easy Street is... That was um, it. That's Easy it, Street. Right. And that was okay. 1987. And, yeah, and then Moonstruck and Working Girl came right after right that. Right Okay. But then you got your first series, One of the Boys, and then you're that you're recurrent. You're, you're yeah, One of the Boys. Yeah? Yeah. Um, and, you know, and so for those of you... So I'm going... Oh, sisters, I love sisters. Okay, so then you, then you had Brooklyn Bridge, which was a long run for you. You had Mad Men of the People, long run for you. Pick, oh, Picket Fence. Oh, my God. You were in such great shows. I, had a, I, I was able Judging to do... Judging Amy. Uh, yeah, at what point? This, this point in my life, yeah. it, right around 2000, I was recurring on... I, I called it doing repertory television. I was recurring on <laughs> oh, four different <gasps> brilliant shows. Wow. And I was so lucky. They were all so different. It was Judging Amy and Felicity and Freaks and Geeks. Wow. And ER. And wow. I I mean, how lucky was I? That's crazy. And and, and they totally and, it, and it never like you never had a conflict. They would work they would work with each other in both cases. In none of the cases was I like the central character. I was I was recurring and they would work it out. And they couldn't have been more different characters. Well, maybe I could have if one of them was like a victim. Um, but I didn't play a lot of victims. But I'm a perpetrator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just, it, I just thought, okay, because I, I, I never, when I was in school, I was like, I'll never do television. But okay, and then I was like, I will do a guest star on television. I'm not going to be a regular because I'm not going to be tied down to television. But they actually did my my, and it's one sort of disservice that they did that my What's agency. That? I kept asking them to send me out for more film, and they mm-hmm. had said early on, they said. I finally got a direct answer out of this one agent, okay. which I appreciated. Okay, he said, which was? Listen, um, they, the agency makes a decision mm-hmm. if it's going to be film or television. Uh-huh. And they've made the decision about you because you were getting hired in television and they're not going to promote you for film. Because, that, like, because that's where you. the bread is buttered and they know they're making money with you. Is that yeah, it? Yeah, well, they weren't yeah. going to push mm-hmm. it. They had made a decision that mm-hmm. I'm not a big screen person. And so, so it was like, thank you, Scott. Um, for actually being honest with me, because I kept having meetings with them, and you know why? Because I did, you know, right out of the gate, I did work in girl. I, you know, right. was, and that was so phenomenal. Yeah. And even in Moonstruck, you have you did. Yeah, I mean, it's a cute little it's thing, but the, the, the scene in Work mm-hmm. Girl was like it was one day. But if you're gonna have one scene in a movie, let it be the pretty, final scene. Pretty great when she's getting her dream, and it's a great <laughs> subtle scene. But yes, they never promote. But they never really pushed it. They didn't promote it. They all they just saw. Okay, I was I could make money in television. That's where they were gonna go. Mm-hmm. So, um, but at least, but at least. So then, the film wasn't happening, and I, but I was very busy in television. But at least it, it was television that was like great work. Working Quality on ER television. was oh working on Felicity. God. I mean, this was this is J.J. Abrams, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, ER was John Wells, Mimi Lever. It was I, you know, Freaks and Geeks was Judd oh, Apatow, yeah. okay? It was like it was Paul <laughs> Feig. I'm working with James Franco, and if you look, well, they did a Freaks and Geeks um, uh, photo shoot. A, an anniversary reunion mm-hmm. photo shoot mm-hmm. a few years ago, and I'm, because I, I was just in my like my little corner. I'm looking at these people walking. It's like, oh my god, 
Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, Linda, of course. Because I knew Linda Cardellini from ER. I didn't know she started there. Seth Rogen started I mean, it was like ridiculous. So I so the whole stable basically. It's where it all yeah, started. Yeah, yeah. It was it was really extraordinary. And then you know, Felicity is Jen. It's Carrie Russell and Jennifer Garner and you know it it and these amazing writer producers and directors and mm -hmm. so I was very I was very lucky and I was having kind of a, a wonderful time with it. It was not a bad thing. It it continuing I mean Bosch is it's pretty. I mean, to get this at this age, and I've been, I've been very lucky because most women, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're cast as a, as a, an ingenue or a leading woman, if that's where you are, then you're, then done. you're gonna die. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. done at forty, and you just may as well wait until your hair turns white, and then if you can still remember the lines, then you can have a very nice career. Uh -huh. But because I was always a character, I, you I was able to kind of, kind of push through. Thing. I had like the yeah little. Quiet, but I was never somebody's. You know, it was so rarely somebody's wife or yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, Brooklyn Bridge was a was an exception, mm -hmm. and Brooklyn Bridge was a beautiful show, yeah. which I wish mm -hmm. they would find and and resurrect online. Mm -hmm. We had thirty. We shot only a season and a half, but it's thirty five episodes. True? It seems like it was around forever. Thirty okay. a season and a half yeah. before they pulled it off, but that's oh. thirty five episodes, which in today's is a lot. Is three and a half years. Yeah, yeah, three and a half years. They should pull that back. They can't do it. So, so was there anything, because you've been a working actor pretty much this whole time, was there anything that you wanted that you didn't get? Did you, did you not get anything that you coveted? Oh, lots. And, you know. Because, I mean, the, the, the purpose of this show, the, 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 the raison d'etre of this show yeah. is, is people who have managed to live their dream, merge creativity and commerce, to inform, inspire, motivate people who are yeah. still striving to get there. And so a lot of us who are still striving have failures. A lot of failures. Of course. So and like I said, I you know would have loved to have done to done movies. I I thought about I also I'm very left brained. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the mm -hmm. that's the linear mm -hmm. one I'm and the, you know, the, whole, the one that I'm not. Right. Yeah. And I'm I have to have that. So and we haven't even talked about it. I mean starting when I was doing Brooklyn Bridge, mm -hmm. um, we started noticing that our paychecks were, you know, our paychecks were right, yeah. but that show, because it was Gary Goldberg, and that was his, um, that was his baby, it was his life, okay. it was about his family, mm -hmm. and he was gonna do it his way, and so we went, um, we were shooting, it was a half hour show, but instead of shooting for five days, we were shooting six days, seven to eight days. Uh -huh. And at one point, uh, Peter Friedman and, I see. We're getting paid for a half-hour show because you get paid by episode. I see. And the expectation is it's five days, mm -hmm. and the hour shows eight days. And mm -hmm. couldn't we like work for fifteen days and still get paid the same amount of money? And so we contacted the union, and it turns out no, no, no. You actually they have an average of five days an episode. Mm -hmm. You have to look at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. And so we wait, and then we. We wait for the union to, to, and the union doesn't say anything, and then the union doesn't that, say anything. That we don't hear anything from the union, mm -hmm. so then we go back and we say, "Hey, look at what how much we worked," and they come back and say, "Oh, well, good thing you contacted us because you know you're owed all this money because we went way over." Wow, five days an episode mm -hmm. on average. Uh huh. And now we're waiting and waiting for the union to do something, and mm -hmm. they're not, and they're not, and they're not, and they won't give us any information. I hire an attorney, right? <laughs> Um, 
and that's when I got started getting involved in the union, and I realized, and I because I, I, I knew they were there to take care of us and protect us, and and why aren't they taking care of this? And so I figured I can bitch about it with my other friends, or I can do something about it. And so I, that was the first time I ran for office in the union. I, I started organizing working actors. Mm-hmm. What um, year is this? I started organizing the working actors mm-hmm. in 92, and okay. then I first ran for office in 94. I got in a committee first, and then I mm-hmm. ran for office, and then I was board member, and then I was the 11th vice president. Wow. 11 heartbeats away. <laughs> and then I was first vice president. Um, Richard Masser, it actually was the one who oh. kind of brought me in, mm-hmm. Ian Barry Gordon. And, um, and then I was a, I was union officer for like 20 years, and I, I worked So you on must the, know Dan Navarro. Yeah, I just saw him in New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> I just had dinner with him in New Orleans. Hi, Dan Hi, is making a, a CD today with James Lee Stanley, another friend of mine. Oh. They're doing, they're doing all wooden and Zeppelin lead. Um, yeah. Okay. But anyway, I love Dan. Love him. Yes. I just saw him. I literally was in New Orleans at a pension and health trustees conference. There you go. And he was there for the negotiations, the music negotiations. Do you know Andy Sheffman? I know Andy Sheffman. He was after a, uh, I forgot, I forgot the uh, signatory. For a million years, he was a signatory, so he's he an employer. He, he, but he was the uh, he was in charge from AFTRA of signatory. That was oh, sig- okay, yeah, signing. And okay. he was yeah, he was with AFTRA for forty. Forever. I do. Okay, we, I, I we know the name. And I'm together with oh, Steve okay. Spinella. So yeah. Oh, okay. Know him forever. Because yeah. I was on the SAG side, but then I, I, I was involved uh, with AFTRA. Is, I would yeah. go to convention and. So um, that's great, and so you still do that, obviously. I'm not doing. I'm not. Uh, we finally. I managed to get the unions merged. Mm-hmm. I helped form a group with Fred, a uh, man that I met that I was impressed with at a union meeting and said, hey, you want to try to wow. do, make some changes of the union? And initially it wasn't about merger, but then when the two unions, SAG and AFTRA, started, you know, went to war with each other, mm-hmm. we said, okay, this other thing we're working on, mm-hmm. that's all cool, but nothing's going to work until we get these unions merged finally. And I had already worked on, a, I had worked on the merger in 98, I had worked on the merger in 2003. Wow. So, both of which failed, but um, so we put together Slate and raised money and, and managed nice. to turn it around. It was interesting. It was very interesting. So, very and nice. then I got, so once I got done and we got the union settled, I, then it just started getting really political again. And it's like, I'm not, okay, so I'm bad with politics. So since we're going to that, we I, I asked you before we started and we didn't get into it about if you have a Me Too and if, if any of that has happened to you in your career. And I have, I, I was, when this all started coming up and I was, you know, certainly horrified mm-hmm. to hear about it and see it, but not surprised. Mm-hmm. But I, I also joked about starting a, a hashtag, not me. <laughs> Um, although, and I heard somebody else say a hashtag, why not me? But I, I literally, you know, I was the one who would be like going to the casting office and hey, that sofa looks very comfortable. And they'd say, no, we're fine right here. Just sit here. But I think all joking aside, there is this flip side to it, which is if, you know, while there are women that, that are sexually harassed because men want, you know, men in power want to exert power over them sexually then the ones that they don't Mm -hmm. that who they whom they find maybe um threatening intellectually right then they really don't know what to do so then you there's this backlash what's the backlash what does that it's like like? well they don't well i don't i don't want to bug her so what would i do with that okay or you know it's 
you're too the smart. Egos, you're too strong, the egos, the egos, and starts. And I'm not. I, I don't seem like somebody who would be compliant. I'm not, and I'm not right. sexy in the way that they wanted to be sexy. And so, well, there's well, that, wait, that wait, other I'm side. I have that argument with you. You should see the cleavage. Go back and look at the. Yeah, promo. that's all. That's yeah. all made up, and that's that's now. That's now I'm wearing bras. <laughs> I didn't used to. No, but there there is definitely. It's dangerous being being too smart a woman as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I asked you well, if so you how, like Linda how, Bloodworth Thomason's piece. So how has that, has that worked against, how has that worked against you? And can you point to anything? I, I imagine, I mean, I, I can't talk about the, the, jo the jobs I mm -hmm. didn't get, but I, I know that there were. Mm -hmm. Luckily, I was able to work with a whole lot of men with a tremendous amount of integrity who were really smart and who aren't threatened by smart women. There you go. Which is why they, you know, hire in, you know, Brandon and created their own show, but, um, you know, and, and, uh, yeah. and Carrie Russell and, you know, they're, they're happy. Mm -hmm. I, I could, I would go with the ones who were, who were not crazed and, um, um, so who were, who were secure, who right. were good. But I'm sure that there are other things that I would have liked to have done that I probably didn't end up doing. So and you also just have to watch your step as a woman. You have you can have ideas, but um, so let's take Bosch for example. So where you are now. So uh, do you so feel do Christina? You, sorry, just go ahead, push it all the way, and it'll stick open. Do you feel heard there? Do you uh, because it, to, it 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 appears to me that they're taking good care of you because you are a strong woman. You are respected. You aren't a bitch. All these things. Um, did you have input into that? Is that what they they wrote for you from the start? Yeah, for, yeah. That I think that was their idea for. Mm -hmm. They didn't. They they're gonna have the those other um, women functions. <laughs> yeah, filled by fulfilled by other women on the show. Yeah. My it, it's as I said at the top. My they they value this character oh. and they want her to be straight and smart. I'm also incredibly protective of her. Um, very early on, we have two wonderful, we've had a number, but the two mm -hmm. main um, technical advisors we have in the show are these two detectives who are partners, mm -hmm. um, Mitzi Roberts and Tim Marsha. And and from the start, Oh, they have a woman like, as a... Yes, the oh, two, and this is two of them, cool. so it's half mm -hmm. and half. Uh -huh. They've been working with Michael Connolly for years, and mm -hmm. he actually based his new set of novels based on Renee Ballard off of Mitzi. And cool. she's she's extraordinary. Mm -hmm. You meet her, you love her, mm -hmm. you are blown away by her. So I just from the beginning I met her right before my first costume fitting, and, mm -hmm. and I went into the costume fitting, and I'm like looking at what they have, and say, yeah, I can wear that. Nope, nope, Mitzi wouldn't wear that. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, and then like the shoes, they had all flats for me. I said, no, I, I need a little bit of heel because a I'm more comfortable in a mm -hmm. chunky heel. And they said, well, no, but you're a detective. I said, Mitzi, where's the heel? <laughs> I love it. So then I, I saw her again right after that, yeah. and I and I said, okay, costume designer saying no heel, but you wear a heel. She said, oh no no, if you're a woman, totally wear a heel because it makes you bigger. Ooh, it makes you more threatening. Ooh, because you yeah. There you go. In, makes in the real world. Total sense. Okay, so I just want to speak to that for a moment because um, my stylist and my good friend Craig Games <laughs> worked with Amy. What show was that? Like a million years That's ago. That's life. And That's life. A million years, a million years ago. ago. And so. Uh, on Sunday, I walked in to, and I saw Craig, and I was wearing a white shirt. He goes, oh, you've been wearing a lot of white lately. And he said, Amy's the one who taught me that 
to put a little white red. Craig is a costume designer, a dresser, and uh, he works on Man with a Plan now and, and on Will and Grace. And he said, Amy's the one who taught us that you put a little white by the face and, and then it kind of... A reflection. A little reflection and then it fills in the lines and everything. Mm -hmm. And so tonight I'm in, in mm -hmm. res out of respect. I'm wearing some white. <laughs> and I appreciate it because I'm getting you, some bounce getting off some of her. And, and, but the thing is that you're very smart about all of that. I mean, we walked in, oh. you know about where the camera should be, you yeah, know where the light should it. be, you know what the... But I like, I love the fact that you're proactive about it. And I think you even told me an example of being on the set where they were shooting you and you knew that you were not getting a good shot. And you tried to stand up for yourself. It didn't quite work in that situation. Doesn't always work. Doesn't always work. Doesn't always, it's hard. And it, it's, I, I had this problem on Brooklyn Bridge as well because on that show it was these gorgeous older people. Mm -hmm. Um, Marion Ross and Louis George, and then these beautiful little boys. She'll be and at the right on Tuesday. Marion? Will you come? Come, come Tuesday morning. She'll be at my house. At your house? Yes. In Montrose. I think my house in Montrose. Okay. How far away is Montrose? Not far. It took us like no, no time to get here. It's Where's just Montrose? It'll take you 20 minutes to get there. Oh, it's just toward Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. okay, good. Tell everybody where uh, I live. I don't mind. You know, no, I'm, going, I'm going to Marion's. <laughs> Marion's turning 90. Yes! It, not, no, she's 91. We no, just, she's not. Yeah, we we're just, having her birthday with her for tomorrow. Oh, that's right. She's turning 90. 90. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I told, no, I just did right. the video. Of, we, because, so. because we just were at her house. Oh. At, at the Happy Days Farm. Yeah. Happy Days Farm. And, so, and, and, she's, and, and, and she's, Sophie. Sophie, uh... She calls so part of her yard is so. Oh, we we didn't get to the yard. We were sitting in our kitchen. Okay, but she's coming to my house on Tuesday. Aww. So you have to oh, come. No, you're fine. Right. Yes. Well, I'm working, but I'm, right. well, we'll see what the, the time, time is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, oh, puppy! <laughs> come on, Benny. <laughs> Can you come here? Come. Come on up. I forgot about Maybe that. Maybe you'll stop crying. Come here. So wait, you were talking about the lighting. So on Brooklyn Bridge. So Brooklyn Bridge. I'm like, I'm the only woman who's like middle aged. You're a kid then. You're I'm 35. Okay. That's, okay. That's I was not. Yeah. No, it's not a kid when you're being shot. Okay. True. Getting your yes. picture taken. Right. Twenty-five is a kid. Yeah. Thirty-five is pushing forty. Okay. <laughs> so it's very different lighting needs. Okay. And, and they did this most beautiful lighting because the show was this gorgeous, gorgeous right. thing. Right. Um. That was because it, it, it was a period piece. It was set in the fifties, mm -hmm. and the the production design was stunning, and the lighting was stunning, and I love you, Kenny Zunder. Um, but it was, I would go to him and say, please, please, I'd be like that, please, I'm not an eight-year-old boy with big, beautiful cheeks, and I'm not a gorgeous old man, uh, give me a tiny bit more light, um, would it kill you? <laughs> right, Bunny, come. So even then, I mean, that's... A long time ago in your career, even then you knew and you asked. I knew a little bit, but I, but I'm not, I'm not. I mean, I learned from some. There were there are women who are pros at it, and I, I was never a pro at all. But I, I just like you know, somebody you know, that you worked stuff. with that really Lindsay Wagner. Really, she knows how to lovely take care of herself. Woman. Brilliant woman. She's beautiful. Really smart and just couldn't have been nicer. I did a TV movie with her, mm -hmm. and, and I would, I'm watching her do this stuff, and it was like. Wow, you go girl. I'm remembering this. We're I sitting in the car that. together and she get a light in between <gasps> the two seats. Wow. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Wow. And I and at the time mm -hmm. I could be a little bit judgy about it because I'm like, wow. <laughs> and looking back, it's like, God bless you. And she looked great. 
She didn't look fake. She just looked as good as she could look. I love that. I have some, I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to bring the guys along. <laughs> I know, as far as they're concerned, I'm beautiful no matter what. And you are. Uh, but I'm not. You know what? Here's the deal. There, you know, if you can say that the camera loves some people. And they're not lighting for women because they're shooting almost it's all, all men. men. Right. It's all men, except mm -hmm. they'll bring in, a, you know, a hot young, you know, except Maddie, who's a stunningly beautiful 18-year-old girl. Yeah. Right? And they started when she was 15. So, mm -hmm. um, and she truly is stunning. She's, yes. she's going to be a model. She's, she's gorgeous. doing modeling, too. So, and then me. And I just have, there are faces, the camera can love people. The camera can also, therefore, hate people. Because I, my whole life, I've, so it's not one, I can't Don't blame one. there. No, no. It's just true. I'm not fishing. I would go down the street and people meet me in person and they're like, oh my God, you're so much prettier in person. I said, yeah, I know. The camera hates me. <laughs> The camera hates me. I feel like that too. That's why I'm back here. It's true, and it's because it's different kind of faces. It's yeah. it's you know if you whereas I I work with a woman, she's lead of a show, and on the show she is stunning, and in person she looked kind of like really weird. yeah okay because a lot of models you see them in person it's about their their bone structure yeah. and everything their eyes right. are super deep. You put it on but camera, it's a and it's scary stunning. In but in person, yeah, yeah. It's, it doesn't all fit together so well. I I, I get that, and I've seen that, and yeah. I, I I know what you're saying. Okay, so so wrapping up because I, because he's losing, he's losing his mind. He's losing his mind, and, and I can't mind. listen to. Oh, and you know what he's doing? And he's Amy's so just smart. Amy has now left the inter. She's I left the show. Oh, here she's she's, so she's, here. she's she's coming the back. The puppy. The puppy. Okay. The puppy has to come in. I just can't listen to one anymore. Okay, so so. So moving ahead, so you've got Bosch going on. If if you had a dream come true, is there something ahead of you that you'd still love to do that you haven't had an opportunity to do? Is there anything? To, to, um, I would love to have creative control mm -hmm. over a comedy, and I haven't Ooh. done a comedy on a regular basis for a while. I would love to do that. Um, I've, I've got one idea for comedy, which I'm not going to say here because mm -hmm. it's super good. <laughs> and who knows, maybe I'll actually do it. I would also love to go back to Broadway and do, mm. I, I did one show on Broadway. Um, and it was, what did uh, you do? I did the Heidi Chronicles, the original. Mm. I wasn't in the original cast, but we were the original production. That's where I met Tony Shalhoub, which is how I met my husband. Mm. Um, because they met at Yale Drama School. We were, he and I didn't overlap, but, um. How long have you been married? I'm married 20, 20 very years. Um, but, but we kept company for two and a half years. <laughs> but I met Tony there, I met, and David Hyde Pierce was in our cast, and we just wow. amazing to ever wow. have all. It was an amazing, amazing cast. And I and we worked with Wendy, and it was Wendy Wasserstein, a mm -hmm. playwright. Why you do this? Mm -hmm. Why don't you just sit here and, and be very so, comfortable? So if you, if you could pick out a play that's already been produced, is there, is well, there, is there a Well, I just did a production of Wendy's, because I also then did her last play, third, mm -hmm. at Lincoln Center, mm -hmm. and um, that was extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And then, just this past, just a couple months ago, basically, I did um, the Sisters Rosenzweig, which has, which is her play that was mm -hmm. on Broadway, and, mm -hmm. and um, I had maybe seen it a long time ago, and I'm now exactly the right age to, to play the oldest sister and I had the most phenomenal time. Betsy oh, Brandt 
and Eleanor Brisa and Bill Braptrup and, and my boyfriend, my, my stage husband, um, Matthew Arkin, with whom I had done a play last year, played his husband, his wife. And I just loved it, and it hasn't been done. It's been 25 years, and it hasn't so been revived, mm -hmm. and that would be my dream. That, and then, and then so it, I'd also like to be on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh! I want to be on it so bad. I'm just putting it out here in a really pathetic way. Okay, so my friend Michael Murata is in the third episode, and he gets to dance with her. And so, Michael, your episode's coming up. Did, well, did it drop actually, yet? I don't know. No, it didn't drop yet. No, no, it's dropping very soon. Is, no, it's, it isn't. Yeah. No, it isn't. It's not dropping soon. I thought it was dropping soon. Are you sure? Have you seen a million billboards saying that it's dropping soon? Here, you can okay. look it up on your I don't have I don't know, maybe I, I could have Okay, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe. But they were filming when I was in New York with my, with right. my daughter. Right, how long ago was It wasn't that long ago. That's it was, what I'm it saying. Was, yeah, it was yeah, in August. Keep dreaming. Right. Right. Keep dreaming, babe. Okay, all right. We went, no, Tony Shalhoub is one of our dearest friends. He introduced us. He was our best man. He's in the show. I could totally play his sister. <laughs> yes, you Mara could. Nicole is a dear friend. <laughs> she plays her mother. I could totally play her sister. I have green eyes. You can't see them right now because I'm not wearing green. She has, I could totally be her, that girl's aunt, and I could be the one who never did get married, and who didn't I play like that role. I like it. And I'm, that's my Aunt Tess. Okay, so putting it out there to the universe, the universe, universe and, watching and Amy Sherman Valadino. <laughs> she knows, I've been, I, she knows, she knows, she I've been know. stalking her. You have. I've been stalking her. I saw her yeah. at the, the Golden Globes party with Tony, <laughs> I saw her at the Amazon Emmy party. Mm -hmm. And then we, and then Tony invited us to go to Paris when they were shooting in Paris. They shot the first two episodes in Paris. Oh, oh, my what God. a shot! Job. <laughs> and I'm sure she looked up and went, "Oh my God! Ah, call the police! She's here again." Oh, so you showed up in Paris? Yes, oh. on the set in Paris. Yes, I love it. I love it. I know she just be lucky. I didn't show up in the Catskills. Okay. <laughs> So Michael plays a Mr. Fuckhauser. So he has like oh, fuck, he has a name like that with the word fuck in it. Yes, oh, he does, and he dances with oh, her. Great. Yeah, it's pretty wonderful. So, um, so Amy, thank you so much for doing this. I, I, and and we're gonna, I'm gonna drag you to come and do Women to Write. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you reasons why you don't, don't have to write. write. You don't. You don't. Why is it called women? Because we're not all women, and we don't all write, and it's just kind of the way it is. But it's people that want to be up close and personal with you, and they want to have. They want to be able to ask you questions, and they want to be able to touch you, and take pictures with you, and love you, and all that kind of stuff. People who are gonna love your work. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's called women, women who write. It's called well because it, that was just a thing at the time. But I mean, oh. Tom Bergeron said like all kinds of people have okay, done cool. it who aren't women. I'll do it. Yeah, I'd be happy so, to do it. There we I go. love hanging out with okay. you. So I love her so much. And if I didn't say it during the show, I said it in the in the promo. But, but what I really want to say to you is, I what I really appreciate appreciate what I really appreciate about you. I was an actress a million years ago and studied that. And actors who I can I cannot I have no patience for actors that I see acting. And I don't care how famous they are. I don't care how big they are. If I can yeah, see you I'm acting, out. I'm out. Yeah. I have never caught you acting. I have never 
caught you acting, and I respect that so much, and Thank I appreciate so it so much. Oh my god! And just every character you play, you are there, you are it, you are not Amy. Like I didn't even know you were Amy. Like I met you many times at Phil's, and you you were just always those people. Now you're Amy. Too. But, um, but thank you for your thank work. Thank you so um, much. I that appreciate it a lot. That means a lot. Yes. Oh my God, so if you have, we do. so so if you have, if you can get her on the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, do what you can. But in the meantime, you have to watch Bosch because she's watch Bosch. The show is phenomenal. It's a pretty cool show. It's, it's a, a pretty show. amazing show. And we're going to see you next week with director Henry Jaglum because what? last time Henry was on the show. Um, Facebook was going through a thing and it was all blurry and this time he's going to be crystal clear <laughs> and, and um, also coming up is Jimmy Vivino from, um, from uh, Jimmy Vivino is um, has been the band leader on Conan from the day oh, one my and God. he's pheno a phenomenal musician and we go back to Bleecker Street a million years ago oh. he's also the creator of the Fab Faux and if you haven't seen them they are the definitive Beatles band with Will Lee they're fabulous oh my God. and uh, George Shapiro who is uh, Shapiro West behind George, who is behind the the genius that is Jerry Seinfeld, is going to be with oh us. Oh my God! We have like amazing people, and, and Norman Lear said yes to me on Sunday. So we have like great, and Lynn Stewart's going to be here on the seventh. We have fabulous people coming up. We'll see you next week with Henry Jaglum on Game Changers. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Christina. Thank you, Christina. You're welcome. No thanks to that doll. <laughs>